Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato podcast, otherwise known as the remnant. You are the 300. If you're here and you're standing for righteousness in this very wicked hour in our world, you are a remnant warrior. I want to thank you, all the remnant warriors that are out there that are willing to stand for righteousness and push back against the demonic agenda that is very much trying to put a stranglehold on this nation, but it will not do it in the name of Jesus because we're appealing to the courts of heaven and believing that God is moving on our behalf, which he is indeed moving on our behalf. I want to talk to you about a couple of headlines before we get into some spiritual things that I'd love to discuss. My friend, Pastor Mario Murillo, wrote a great blog again, and I think that we should discuss it because it answers some of the questions that many in the body of Christ are asking me, and uh, many people still want to know, is there still hope? And they're looking at the world and the different things that are happening, and they're very concerned, of course, about the course of our nation and what this very illegitimate uh president, if you want to call him that, Biden is doing in his quote unquote administration. Many people say, I don't even want to call them an administration. They're not an administration. They're fraudulent. They're fakery. You know, that's how they got in. They're fakers. Uh, But regardless, they are considered to be the administration. Uh, If you go to any part of the world and you ask who the president is, they'll tell you it's Joe Biden. So, um, you know, we're going to have to continue to pray that God continues to move and that he takes out this illegitimate administration, and then he exposes what's been done in darkness, because otherwise uh, we're going to go down a very dangerous path. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, But first of all, we're in a historic freeze. It is cold in the United States right now. So much for global warming. That's out the window. Um, Yeah, it's cold and many people without power. In fact, millions of people without power. We're praying for you today. If that's you, If you are in the great state of Texas, we're praying for you. Uh, We're praying that your power is restored. We're praying that everybody around the country that's experiencing any type of issues with regard to this very cold storm that is upon us. Uh, Isn't that interesting? A storm is upon us. Yes, but here's the thing. If we have the right tools, I'll tell you, I have a four-wheel drive vehicle, and I was able to go out on very icy, slippery roads and be just fine because I had the right equipment. It reminded me of the Remnant 300. If we have the right equipment, we can go out there and still thrive and still flourish and do the mission that we need to do. So we have the right equipment. It's called the armor of God. Uh, We also are called and anointed and appointed for a time as this. And uh, we have all the right tools in our toolbox to succeed and to be overcomers and to push ahead in victory, even in this time, even in the middle of this storm. Uh, there are some power grid issues, issues as I discussed. Uh, I've been talking about the power grid for many years. I've been concerned uh, because there have been nations and adversaries like North Korea and China and others that have uh, suggested testing EMP, electromagnetic pulse weaponry. And for many years, uh, the Bush administration, the Obama administration didn't really do anything to uh, fortify the power grid. Well, President Trump was the first, not a surprise, right? to uh, actually look into doing uh, some very, very good upgrades to the power grid that would help prevent an EMP attack where we would have a total shutdown. And they were in the process. Now, I would assume they're still in the process. I spoke to some guys that work for uh, certain utility companies, and they say that they have been upgrading the systems. They have been fortifying them. But the U.S. power grid is still antiquated, at least to what it should be. And if you if you talk to anybody um, in the technical world that's that works on the grid, they'll tell you that. Uh, but, you know, they are implementing a 5G network now and different uh, types of 
technology that are bringing us into this fourth industrial revolution, which many of the, the things that they're doing are actually very scary. They're kind of Orwellian where they're going to be able to track and trace and um, all different types of things that they're already doing. They, they've, they've put forth a lot of these things with the apps and uh, the different tracing technologies uh, after the coronavirus came out, right? So um, there's always some type of event and then there's always some type of repercussion. Uh, we saw that after 9-11, the Patriot Act and you know, we're now seeing that with COVID and uh, the different contact tracing things and, and many, many different things that they've used uh, from COVID to, to use as an excuse to, okay, now we need this or now we need that. By the way, there's new skin tech. It's a patch that you put on your skin. And I guess it's supposed to uh, help monitor your heart rate and different things. But when I see technologies like this, Friends, I mean, I know that some of them are beneficial and especially to the medical community. And I'm not trying to be somebody that's against everything. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not. But, you know, when I see things like that, I think how close we are. And, and I've been studying 5G technology and uh, this supercomputer called the global brain. Have you heard of that? Uh, where they're putting this, this supercomputer together that's going to be working uh, to kind of be a central hub for the 5G networks and for the, um, you know, the, the fourth industrial revolution technology uh, the smart cities and the smart grids and all the different smart technology, these televisions that, that have cameras, you guys know that, that some of these televisions, you're not just watching the television, the television's watching you. Do you know that? And that's why they made them cheaper. And that's not a conspiracy, by the way, but they'll tell you a lot of these things are conspiracies. They'll tell you they're far right or they're far out there. And so we can't even talk about them because that's, that's this whole cancel culture movement where you just can't talk about entire subjects or you'll be taken down. And um, so, you know, you can't talk about vaccines. People ask me all the time, Pastor Todd, will you please talk about vaccines? The moment you mention vaccines on, you know, Facebook or YouTube or anything, that, that'll just take down, they'll take down your whole, your whole account. And they'll do it overnight without even, you know, saying anything. And they, that's what the Vimeo just recently did to me. So I can't on, on, podcasting platforms and I'm, I'm so crazy but I can't really talk about what I'd like to about vaccines but but just me saying that should give you enough insight and understanding to where I stand I would say that in all these things as a Christian we need to be praying and asking the Holy Spirit that's what I always go back to with my church and, and different people that come to me and stuff I say go back to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you on this, because I believe the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. If we inquire of the Holy Spirit of such things, I believe God is going to awaken you and is going to send you in. That's what happened with me for 20 years now. I said, Lord, give me insight into this subject or, you know, is this really happening? And I tell my wife, sometimes it'll be two in the morning. The Lord will wake me up and he'll just start talking to me about one of these questions that I've asked him. And it's, it's clearly divine insight because it's information that I would have not known. There's no way I would have figured out my own uh, you know, strength. It had to be the Lord that he revealed these things to me. And so I believe he wants to do that with each and every believer, that we hear his voice, that it's a two-way conversation. We're not just going to him and asking him for things, but that we're also inquiring of his Holy Spirit. So when it comes to vaccines or you know, some of these um, curriculums in the school systems, you know, should your child be participating in this? Is there a way to opt out? Is there another solution? You know, should my baby get every vaccine? All these different questions. You know, obviously there's people that you can ask like pastors and mentors in your life, but even sometimes they may not know. Uh, they may not be informed on these things. So how does one that, that seeks the truth, how does a truth seeker, how does a, a, a remnant believer, a 300 warrior, 
how do you know about these things? Well, the, the only thing, I mean, obviously there's, there's podcasts like this and there's some people that are talking about this thing, but you know, the problem is for these very banned subjects, you know, you got to go to like the, the fringe elements of the, of the internet. You got to try to find them and seek them out because unfortunately they're banned off all the platforms. Now, I remember just a few years ago, you could have gone onto YouTube and probably seen, you know, cause that was when it was more a marketplace of free ideas, which is what it should be. And you had different people talking about different opinions on it. And at least we can have the conversation. That's all I want. I don't necessarily say I'm always right or I have all the, all the answers, but I do believe God has all the answers. And so that's why I say, well, inquire of him. He'll put it on your heart. Now, somebody called me and they said, well, pastor, my parents had the vaccines. What do we do? I said, well, pray for them. You know, pray for them that the, the Holy Spirit protects them, that God, you know, just protects their health. And, you know, I believe he can do that. You know, I mean, we're, we're not ever out of, solutions there's there's always an opportunity for us to pray now again would i personally take it i'm i'm not going to say but i think you can understand where i'm coming from so i better get off this subject before they completely just take me right down isn't this ridiculous that we have to live like this i mean that alone should wake up anybody that i mean there was a time when liberalism actually stood for free speech do you remember that well that, that's not the case now now it's tyranny it's taking down any dissenting voices it's it's taking down anybody with anything other than the mainstream narrative and uh, they'll call you, uh, they'll call you fringe. They'll call you crazy conspiracy theorist, all these different names, because that's what they do. That's what the devil does. He wants to kill and to steal and to destroy. And what did Jesus come to do? He came to give us life and life more abundantly. And that's what we're going to have walking forward to him, regardless of all this crazy stuff. By the way, have you heard that now they're asking for proof of a vaccine in parts of Europe? There, there's legislation that's going to be going through. Also, Israel. Uh, they have the 43% of Israelis have been vaccinated. Do you know that 43%, uh, you know, what does it look like to travel to Israel these days? Do you have to be vaccinated or, you know, I, I don't think you do at this point, but I think it, it might get to that point. And that's going to be very interesting because many Christians like to go to Israel. You know, what's it, what's it going to look like going forward? And what about in Europe? The same thing, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, Americans like to go to, you know, Western Europe and, and, you know, it was a normal thing. Remember when it was just so easy to go to Western Europe or Israel and, you know, you could just go all these places. Now there's all these restrictions, all these different um, things that you're going to have to have proof of this and that and pretty scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen, reminds me of the beast system. It does remind me of that. And I think we're inching our way, maybe not just inching, maybe we're actually going at full speed towards the beast system and, and not to get you discouraged, but that's why us remnant people have to come together to actually talk about these things because there's, there's so few people that even mention it. In American churches today, you know, my wife and I were having a conversation over the weekend and she was asking me because, you know, she, one of my friends, uh, the church has, has been in revival, you know, they've been having revival services and people are getting slain in the spirit and, you know, they're laughing and, you know, all these different things. And she says, Todd, you know, I, I get a little nervous when I see stuff like that. I said, I understand. But I said, you got to read Acts chapter two though, because in Acts chapter two, there's a powerful move of God when there's a suddenly and the Holy Spirit falls upon the people in the upper room. And uh, all of a sudden there's a suddenly and, and similar type things are happening. And so why can't we experience that today? Well, of course we can. So why don't we? And the question, you know, deserved a good answer. So I really wanted to talk about this. And I said, you know, what I think it is, is this particular pastor knows how to move and operate in the Holy Spirit. He doesn't hold back. He's not quenching the Holy Spirit. There's not like a time, you know, you don't get there and say worship is going to be a half an hour. And there's literally a clock that's ticking down to like when worship has to stop and you go in. I mean, we've gotten so orderly 
that we've, we've literally ixnayed out the move of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, yes, it's orderly, it's in order, but it's in God's order, not our, our order, order, excuse me. So, so wait a minute, what, what do you mean, Pastor Todd? What I mean is, is that we can't quench the Holy Spirit. So if a pastor is willing or if a church is willing to, to allow the Holy Spirit to move freely, could you imagine if every American church, and I'm talking altar calls, where it gets a little messy. You know, people say, well, Pastor Todd, why don't a lot of churches have altar calls these days? Well, that's a good question. Why don't they? I think that churches should at least every so often. I mean, honestly, we like to have altar calls every service, to be real. But, but you know, I, maybe not every service. But, but people need prayer. They come to church as a hospital. They come to church seeking answers and deliverance. There's people that have been sitting in churches for over 10 years, but have never received deliverance yet. That's scary. But why is that possible in America? What's well, possible because the churches have not allowed the Holy Spirit to move freely. And the churches have not, they've, they, you know, and I'm not here to, I'm not a church basher. I'm not here to bash the body of Christ. But we have to look at these things, just like if you're in a business and you're you're looking at, you know, different things, what's working and what's not for the business. Well, what's working and what's not for the body of Christ? Why aren't we seeing a big miracle, sign, signs and wonders happening? It's not because God's not willing. God wants to do it every single time you get together. <laughs> Have you ever seen a service where the spirit starts moving and the pastor just completely quenches the spirit because he's worried about time? Why did we get that way? How did we get that way? And why, why, why can't we stop being like that and finally start allowing the Holy Spirit to move again in our nation? Because once we do that, that is when the revival will come, is when we stop quenching the Holy Spirit. But the problem is, here, I'm going to tell you a big problem, is there's a good portion of spiritual leaders in our country that don't know how to properly pray at the altar. They don't know how to pray deliverance, and they, they're scared of it. They have the, the first clue of how to get somebody delivered. Well, that, that in itself is, should be extremely scary. But the truth is, it's very much the problem. People have been put through Bible school without even understanding how to deliver somebody. They don't know deliverance. So if they don't know deliverance, then how are they going to deliver somebody? Well, they're not. They got to study it. They got to learn it. It doesn't mean you can't, but you got to know how to do it. And if you're a pastor, if you were raised up in a ministry where they didn't do deliverance and they didn't call out sin, and they didn't talk about repentance or the blood of Jesus or the cross of Calvary or allowing people to get saved, set free, healed, and delivered. That's what we should be doing. Now, if we, if we, if we are a church that gets people delivered and set free, then there is an empowerment to go out and make disciples because you yourself were delivered and you've had a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. I don't want to start to get into whole preaching here. But this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you look at the vaccine. More people are worried about getting the vaccine in the church than they are about getting delivered. That should tell you something right there. Am I against the vaccine? Look, you got to ask the Lord. You got to ask the Lord. But I'm not against deliverance. I'll tell you that right now. We need deliverance. We need altar services. We need a powerful move of the Holy Spirit in this nation. And, and we have to understand so much healing happens at the altar. So much healing. So 43% of Israelis are getting vaccinated. Crazy. New skin technology where they put these patches on you and they can monitor you. It's, 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 it's coming up more often. If you've recently had somebody in the hospital, a loved one, you're going to find that they have more and more of these monitoring devices. They put these little chip things in you or these little monitors on you. And we're going to probably see more of this tech. It's, it's an integration. Uh, they call it transhumanism, an integration with tech and humans. 
And no one's talking about, who's talking about transhumanism? Is, is transhumanism biblical? How are pastors? Are we going to confront transhumanism? I've written on it before, but you know, most people don't talk about it because it's one of those subjects that people just don't want to talk about. But they're making uh, super soldiers in certain countries. China's already doing it. Russia's doing it. I believe the United States is doing it. They're, they're, they're combining humans with technology to give them an advantage. And, and, and how does this, you know, what's the spiritual ramifications if we connect our brain to a computer and all of a sudden our thoughts are not our own or they're being monitored or, you know, that, that sure to me seems like something that the enemy could use, especially in the end times, which I think we're, are fastly, you know, coming upon us very quickly if we're not already in them. People ask me, do you think we're in the end times? I think we're on the cusp of being in the end times. I don't know that we're necessarily there yet. But as we look at the things that are happening in our world and we see very clearly what's happening, it very much could be a possibility that we are entering into an end time period. I believe that. And the spirit of Antichrist is a good way to tell that. We see the rise of the spirit of Antichrist where the left and um, the cancel culture people, they're all trying to push this, this wicked agenda. Why are they so you know, uh, forceful in pushing a wicked agenda to the point where now they're enforcing uh, Biden? is actually going out there is telling other countries, you better support the LGBTQ. And if you don't, we're going to sanction you. So now the United States is enforcing sanctions. Nigeria is a country that they're, they're looking into this. I think they've already implemented where they're going to start sanctioning Nigeria because they don't have some type of policy that's, uh, you know, pro LGBTQ. Isn't this, this is crazy folks. And I, and I hope you're seeing the wickedness, especially if you are a Christian that did not vote for Donald Trump. This was never about Donald Trump. We told you that, but there was very, very real spiritual ramifications if you didn't vote for Trump or if you voted for Biden. Well, we're now seeing these things playing out very, very quick. It's being rolled out very, very quick. Bill Gates, of course, he's in there. This is the Microsoft, you know, the founder of Microsoft, which is an operating system for a computer, which, by the way, his computer system has a lot of viruses. Kind of weird, right? And now he's like this philanthropist, I guess, what they're saying. They're calling him that. To me, he's a scary man. I mean, all you got to do is ask the Holy Spirit, ask for wisdom and discernment about Bill Gates. Is, is he a trustworthy man? I don't think so. I don't trust him. You trust him? You trust, and all of a sudden, he's like this expert on vaccines. How did he become the expert? Well, now he's pushing uh, climate change. You know, there's massive climate change, he says, and we have to implement a whole new um, type of energy system you know, what's so crazy about this, all these car companies are saying they're going to be making electric vehicles, but, but the carbon footprint for the making the electric is the same, if not worse. So how is it a benefit? You know, all these different um, solar farms and the big windmills, they all cost a bunch of energy uh, to make the windmills or to make the solar farms. And a lot of the technology, it ends up being detrimental to the environment anyway. So how is it a benefit? It's a benefit because they want to push an agenda. That's why. And, and then if they can keep you thinking that, you know, these renewable energies are really making such a difference in the world. And so they make you feel real good, like you're doing something. I'm, I'm all for protecting the earth. Don't get me wrong. But the bottom line is, is that you got to, if, if you're going to trust the science, you have to trust the real science. You have to look at the real facts. You know, like with the Keystone, Keystone XL pipeline, that's like one pipeline of many, many pipelines. Why is that one in focus? Why, why did Biden have to stop that pipeline when, and therefore killing so many jobs? killing so many jobs and, and, and once again, hurting the energy independence of the United States. Well, guess what? That's just going to go somewhere else. It's not like it's going to help the environment at all because somebody else is going to have those jobs. Somebody else is going to have that pipeline. 
and it's going to benefit an adversary country, probably like China, instead of benefiting Americans. And that's what President Trump wanted to do. He wasn't anti-environment. You know, he wasn't trying to destroy the planet. He was just trying to help the American people. And he was, he was a matter of fact, common sense person looking at the real facts, looking at the real argument, not looking at some fake made up narrative, but that's what they do. And so, you know, now these schools, people, this, this makes me so sad. Listen, I know that the virus is real. Okay. I'm not, I'm never, I've never said that there's no coronavirus. Now I believe it was a bioweapon. Again, another banned subject. If I get into this too deep, they'll take me down from all these platforms. But I believe it was a bioweapon. I think there's substantial evidence to, uh, you know, solidify that argument and, uh, and to pretty much, in my summation, agree that it was a bioweapon that came from China and has been used for many different reasons to push the Great Reset, to implement Agenda 2030, uh, to bring in more control and more, more laws and more different types of stipulations and rules. And, and we've seen this just, you know, very egregious um, encroachment of local ordinances and, and, and government overreach uh, in, in places of worship and businesses and many, many small businesses. I think it was 40, I just looked at the number again, 44 million around there, 44 million businesses that will probably close down because of the coronavirus and never open again. These are family businesses. These are businesses that people worked hard to build. You know, Obama said, well, that's not your, you know, not your, not your business. You didn't build that. Well, you talk to some of these families that have had generations working at these small businesses. And you tell me they didn't build that Obama. But regardless, you're not hearing about this in the mainstream media. We're still, I don't think we're still seeing the full effects. But, you know, again, they're printing money. <laughs> Like it's funny money. I mean, like it's monopoly money at this point. And, you know, another two trillion here with Joe Biden, two trillion. But but Americans only get so far. We still haven't got it. When are we going to get the fourteen hundred at least? I still haven't seen the fourteen hundred. Have you seen the fourteen hundred? So I still haven't gotten my fourteen hundred. Uh, but, you know, apparently they're going to be sending that out. Maybe let me know if you received yours. Uh, and then also, I guess, um, you know, uh, but so, so you get the 1400, right? And I guess you get something for child credit or, you know, if you have a dependent and all that. I haven't read the latest version of it, but, you know, it's something around 1400. And then I think maybe 1400 per dependent. I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, we're supposed to be getting some money. Finally, originally, Biden had said it was going to be two 2000 per person. That, that didn't happen. Uh, he's saying that, you know, he, he subtracted the 600 from before. Really? You didn't tell us that before, Biden. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's such a joke. But guess who he really bails out? He bails out the leftist cities like Los Angeles and California and New York and all the ones that did their job to stay closed during the Trump administration. I couldn't believe how blatant they were. Could you believe how blatant they were when it was like the minute Biden got inaugurated, all of a sudden these cities start opening? What? I mean, it's like at least, you know, if I would have tried to be smooth or something, I would have said, let's wait a month you know, not be so obvious. They, they started opening like a couple of, I think it was a day or two later, they announced it. Really? And yet people still don't see it. That's what's so crazy. People still don't see it. I hope more people are seeing it. I really do believe more people are. But anyways, are you a far right extremist Christian? Well, that's what they're, they're calling Trump supporters, of course, far right extremists now. Anybody that voted for Trump is, is a potential threat and they're, they're, they're now changing uh, some of the agencies that were looking at ISIS and 
some of the terror uh, possibilities that were coming to our country during the war on terror, which, by the way, Trump ended. Remember, remember how quick he ended that, by the way? Uh, decimated ISIS. So they have to think of a new threat now. Their new threat is domestic terrorism. And that means Trump supporters and anybody that's speaking against their narrative that believes the conspiracy. You, you believe a conspiracy. And you're going to be canceled. That's what they say. They're going to start canceling you from jobs. Banks are going to try to go after you. I mean, we've already seen Bank of America giving up data. Crazy. PayPal shutting people down. So it's just this cancel culture on steroids that keeps going. And in the schools, let me get back to the schools. 28 plexiglass shields in a classroom. This is what they're doing in several states now. So they're going to put 28 kids in a classroom separated by plexiglass. It's going to be like a little bubble soon. You know, they're going to have a bubble. Imagine these kids, what they have to grow up with. No wonder there's so many homeschooling parents. Kudos to the parents that are homeschooling their kids, by the way. And, you know, listen, I don't even know. I mean, you know. Some people can't, and I get it. I, you know, for me, it's going to be hard to homeschool. I'll tell you that. But, you know, I, I give massive credit to the parents that are willing to step up and homeschool because your kids aren't being indoctrinated by propaganda. And for, for those of us that have their kids in school, you know, you just got to really teach your kid. You know, the, I was just talking to a friend and they came over for the weekend and, and we were driving around the area and they were telling us about their kids in the schools and they're, and they're pushing this LGBTQ stuff on them so strong. I mean, this is demonic, ladies and gentlemen, God forbid you call it what it is as a pastor, you know, it's demonic and they're pushing this on these kids. And so I don't blame the homeschooling parents. Gosh, well, you know, for the, for, again, for those of us that can't do it, how can we combat this? Well, you're not a bad parent, by the way, if you, if you can't homeschool your kid, you're not a bad parent. You know, there's, there's many of us that have to work. We just don't have an ability to do that. Right. But, you know, and we can pray about what's the right school to put them in. Or, you know, sometimes you have an option for private school. You got to vet the schools and see maybe maybe you got a good Christian school that actually is teaching principled, you know, beliefs uh, according to the word of God. When, what a concept, right? What a concept. Uh, so anyways, though, um, these uh, these schools really are pushing this agenda hard on these kids. And uh, we, we got to be able to learn how to combat it. Again, that goes back to just asking the Lord, Lord, you know, first of all, we got to be a force in their life, in these kids' lives. We got to spend time with them, you know, take them, you know, on a trip on Saturday morning, spend about an hour or two with your kid. You know, I like go fishing, things like that, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do, you know, take them for the day if you can, you know, uh, and spend time with them. And, and, and you got to kind of deprogram them and have the real conversations because they're confused. And they're trying to figure this out because teachers who they're supposed to be looking up to, we're supposed to be teaching them because that's what a teacher is. And by the way, not all teachers are bad. If you're a teacher and they're forcing you to teach this curriculum, don't do it. Do it in a way that pleases the Lord and somehow figure out a way where you don't have to teach all of it or, or give them options or you have a way to present it in a way that pleases the Lord. We need to push back, ladies and gentlemen, as believers, we can't teach kids lies. You know, one of the problems I had working in corporate America is I couldn't live this lie. I couldn't live. It's like living a lie in corporate America. I couldn't do it. That's why I didn't get out. You know, I had a, a really great job there, but I felt the Lord was calling me to speak the truth. And what a cost, a huge cost. My gosh, I, I, I don't even make half the money I made in corporate America. And, you know, somehow we get by. A lot of it is by you guys blessing us and supporting us because other than that, we can't do it, but there has to be somebody out here, right? There has to be, that's how I look at it. There's gotta be somebody pushing back. 
And I feel like that's the call God's put on me. And so I have to answer the call, folks. We got to talk about these things. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about skin tech. Could that lead to the mark of the beast? But when's the last time your pastor, hopefully they are talking about it. I know some of you go to remnant churches. Praise God. Praise God for your bold pastors. Or maybe you're a bold pastor. Thank you. But there's not a lot of you. That's why we're the 300. We've been whittled down to the 300. You're talking about the mark of the beast. And you're talking about how it could be coming soon. Because it could. Skin technology, chips, vaccine proof to go into restaurants and travel, proof of the vaccine. What? Vaccine passes. I mean, did you ever think you'd be living in this Orwellian world? All right. Well, I'm going to stop talking about this negative stuff now. How much time did we waste on all that, right? We got to go through the news of the day. Those are all things that are very current that are up there today. People are talking about. So I'm going to read from Mario Murillo. If you're watching, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be looking at you for a second, but uh, I want to read this very, very good article that he put out yesterday, and it was called Soon Christians Who Voted for Biden Will Face a Reckoning. How many of you are for that, a reckoning? I'm for a reckoning. Let's see what Mario had to say. He said, things are fixing to get ugly, poor, violent, and devastating. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. You know, I, I call Joe Biden's America uh, Obama 2.0. It's, it's the continuation of the 16-year plan to destroy America, by the way. He says, because I voted for Donald Trump, I own no part in the festering blanket of evil and misery that Democrats are unrolling onto all Americans. My conscience is clear. So you say there was no fraud and that Joe Biden was fairly elected by a majority that includes you? Do you realize what you're saying? Well, I can still... Uh, say that you're not right. <laughs> he says, I can't fathom that. You are taking credit for what now is happening. How could you as a Christian, that's what he's saying, how can you as a Christian take credit for the, like, like you, this is okay when you're watching what's happening right now. He goes on, for the first time in American history, our president does the unquestioned bidding of people who hate America. Well, I would, I would tend to disagree with Mario on that one point. I think Obama also did that. But he explains this. He says that explains his first day in office. So let's think about this job killing. This is what he does. So Mario goes on. He says he killed the Keystone Pipeline on day one. On his first day in office, Biden killed thousands of jobs for union workers and increased America's dependence on foreign energy. This was a move that both weakened our economy and strengthened our enemies. He's absolutely right about that. Environmental madness. He says he rejoined the World Health Organization. You know the folks that helped hide China's guilt, and the Paris Climate Agreement, both of which solidified China's power over Americans and unleashed the unicorn environmentalists on our economy. The next thing he said was trading citizenship for votes. On his first day in office, he flung our borders open to millions in a scheme so dastardly as present to a new low, even for Democrats. They are trading an American citizenship for Democrat votes. A massive caravan is approaching our southern border at this moment where they will be welcomed with open arms. And since he has also halted the building of the wall, America will be less protected from terrorists. That's true. From MS-13 members, from drug dealers, from sex traffickers and illegals who will quickly disappear into our cities. Vast numbers of them will arrive to be provided with free health care. In the middle of the pandemic, amid massive unemployment, and after the death of hundreds of thousands of small businesses, I will have to say it's more than that because I just read the 
the amount that said millions. They said up, up to 44 million, maybe it's 44 million people, but still, that's a lot of people that are going to be affected by this. The political elite want to secure their power for decades by providing many grateful voters. Turning Washington, D.C. into an armed camp, they did that. Why is the National Guard still there, and why are they being ordered to stay months longer? Mass abortions. He not only bolstered abortions here at home, but ordered that your tax dollars be used to pay for abortions in the U.S., as well as promoting abortions in other nations. Taking its cue from Biden, New York has made it legal to kill a baby at nine months. Brace yourself, believer, because this Holocaust on the unborn will multiply. So let me ask you, what will America look like after many more days of this? Many Christians who voted for Biden are bashing those who supported Trump. They are saying we were foolish to follow such a flawed leader. We were wrong to trust the prophets. We were heartless to the poor and that we were identifying with racism. We were displeasing Christ and that we were wrong to be involved in politics. Blah, blah, blah. Well, for the moment, you look hip, lucid, and fashionable to outsiders. But that is a fleeting reprieve. Soon, you will have to reconcile your vote with your Christianity. Soon, there will be drag queens, queens reading to your children in our public libraries. Boys in the girls' restrooms, unreached heights of terminating babies and late-term abortions and censorship of all things Christian. Not only that joblessness will multiply and that you'll be shocked that Biden does not care because his vision is global, not local, then you will realize what you voted for. Then there's what you did from your own church. When atheism comes calling, a hatred for God and an atheism that cares nothing about your woke version of Christ and comes with guidelines that only allow their version of Christianity, a version far from the word of God. When you look at your child's eye and explain how their future was designed by other nations and values, other values, just remember your vote and remember the, the ridicule, ridicule you spewed at the Trump supporters. How puny does your offense over Trump's rudeness appear now? How does anything Trump text compared to the danger and wickedness you see currently oozing out of the White House? You are now a part owner of everything Biden does to America. Whatever happens from here on, you know, on out will reflect your choice. By putting Biden first, you put America last. And I will leave it to God to decide how your vote reflects on your faith. If you voted for Biden, and I still and, and still insist that you did the right thing. I can neither agree with you nor console you. If you're open to God, there is peace and forgiveness available. And there is still time to participate in a great work of God here on earth that will soon arrive. Because my hope is in God's mercy to make Biden and Harris leave soon. Yes. <laughs> to those who discern the times stood with Trump and are standing for one nation under God, there is a peace of knowing you obeyed your conscience and stood with the vision of America that the founding fathers received from God. Not only that, but there is still a miracle coming, and it is a miracle that cannot be rigged. I believe that, folks. There is a miracle that cannot be rigged. God is still willing to move on our behalf. Hey, listen, I can still list out several different reasons and ways why we could see something happen, but I, I don't want to go through the hows, 
because I don't know how God's going to move. All I know is I know God and I know he's willing and able, but we as a church need to rise up now. We need to repent. We need to turn from our unrighteousness. We need to understand our identity in Jesus Christ and understand the power that God has, that he can stop the enemy's advancement and that he could push him back just like he did for the army of Egypt that was trying to come upon the children of Israel at the Red Sea. God can easily push back our enemies, can easily restore our republic, and can easily bring a massive revival and awakening in our nation. But it's going to require the people of God to stand for righteousness, to rise up, to be bold, to talk about these things, to be willing to actually speak about the true problems at hand and address them. We cannot forsake the assembling together of the brethren. We cannot be fearful and allow fear to take root in our hearts. We need to instead understand that we are meant to take this territory back for Jesus Christ as the salt and the light standing by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit of the living God, which can only come in spending time with God and knowing his word and having a personal relationship with him. So I pray on this Monday, 2-15, 2021, that we rise up as a remnant 300 warrior army and we take back this territory in the supernatural because the Bible says what's bound on earth is bound in heaven, but what's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So we're believing that God is going to loose a mighty move of God, like Acts chapter 2, a mighty rushing wind suddenly that will overtake the wickedness. But that can only happen with a praying church that has faith to move this mountain. Amen. Do you have faith tonight? Listen, I want to pray with you before we go. I want to pray for our country. I didn't even get into talking about UFOs. Maybe we'll talk about those tomorrow because I believe there's a coming deception where they're going to start pushing this whole UFO thing even more than they already have. And we need to be aware and equipped of what this means. So we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. I'm going to circle that so we don't forget. We've run out of time today, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power and authority of your Holy Spirit. I know many people are discouraged today. We pray that you'd fill them up. You'd give them peace that passes understanding and joy unspeakable, Lord God, that they would know who they are in you, Lord God, that you have never left the throne, not even for one second, that you are still in control and that you hear the prayers of the saints. Lord God, we believe that there's going to be a mighty revival in the United States of America where people are going to be dancing in the streets and looking at what you did because they will know that only you could have done such a thing. God, it's not by might, not by strength, not by power not by might, not by power, but by the spirit, you say, that you're going to move. And we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's where we remain. Lord God, let us dwell in that place that the enemy may not be able to touch us, that the fiery darts of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail against these saints that are listening to this broadcast. Lord God, they are people of faith. They are beautiful, mighty people. They help us. They support us in this mission of sharing the truth in this hour, such a critical and important mission, Lord God. And we have many different plans, but Lord God, our plans are nothing without your anointing. So we pray you continue to anoint us, bless the gift and the giver and those that listen, Lord God, and all the people, Lord God, that are standing in prayer and interceding, all those precious intercessors. Thank you for those intercessors, Lord God. Bless their lives. If somebody's lonely or discouraged today, I just pray you'd encourage their heart right now that they would know they're part of this remnant 300. There's a reason that they've been raised up for a time as this. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Tide Coconut Podcast. 
You can find our work at the Remnant Podcast Network. It's just Remnant Podcast Network, www.remnantpodcastnetwork. No, the just Remnant Podcast Network, three words.com, or you can go to toddcoconato.com. That's my name.com. All the information is there, or you can go to rmntnews.com, rmntnews.com. And that is our website, Remnant News, but it's rmntnews.com to get there. And everything is on those two sites, toddcoconato.com, Remnant News, which is rmntnews.com, or you can go to Remnant Podcast Network and listen to the show. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you're able to support us, please help us. We have so many different things that we're working on right now, and your help is crucial, critical, and important to pushing forward in this mission that is so timely. And by the way, we can't do it without you. We literally can't. Um, you know, we believe that God is going to bless you tenfold. And uh, I'm just so thankful. If you're able to give, we appreciate you. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for being a remnant warrior. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow.